You're listening to Life in the Trenches. Relatable, faith-filled conversation about everyday life to encourage and connect. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this life together. Welcome back to Life in the Trenches. I'm your host, Melissa Sharp. So January is often a time for reflection as we move forward into a new year. I know lots of people use this time for making goals, for all their desired achievements that they want to accomplish. And then there are some who are like me and you just do life flying by the seat of your pants every day. I'm not the type of person who needs to see check marks on a list to feel like I've accomplished anything of value. I know that I work hard to do the things that I want to do. And I know about myself that I could work harder on the things that I need to do. I don't have that gift of administration, too many boxes to check and details make my head spin. But I know that I need to learn how to better organize myself. So actually, I've registered for a productivity boot camp to try and learn some new skills for this year. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) But there was a story that came up for me that I thought was really quite interesting. In the year of 2020, last year, artist Taylor Swift, she wrote and produced an album during lockdown. She dropped it on streaming platforms to the raising and raving reviews of critics and fans. Some people loved it. Some people didn't. But she did put pen to paper to create these lyrical folksy poems. So whether you're a fan or not, you've got to give credit to the fact that the girl was productive. It's really interesting uh, to listen to some of the songs, but one particular song caught my attention on the album. I listened to it a few times over. Uh, It's called Epiphany, and there's a chorus in the song. Now, I am not musically talented by any stretch of the imagination, so I'm just going to read you the lines here. But she says in the chorus, With you, I serve. With you, I fall down. Watch you breathe in, you breathe out. You dream of an epiphany, a moment of relief, just to make some sense of what you've seen. And I felt like, isn't that true for all of us? We're all seeking or searching for that aha moment just to make sense of something. We all want that burning bush moment. See, that's what I call those moments in my own life. I call them the burning bush moments. In the Old Testament book of Exodus in the Bible, which is also known as the Torah, the first five books of Moses, we find a particular story of Moses. Uh, He was journeying up the mountain, taking care of his father-in-law, his flock of sheep. Now, you have to remember, this was a time when Moses was just a regular guy. Uh, He had a father-in-law who had uh, large... um, cattles of sheep and he would watch over in the night he would watch over his father-in-law's flock and he was nestled somewhere i guess you would think when you study in the scriptures at the the base of this mountain and he caught a flicker now you've got to think and my my husband made a really good point about this you've got to think that if he's down there in the night and he's alone and he's watching over this flock and there's nothing surrounding him but the black sky and the stars and and the the waves of, of greenery before him, just the the land and the cattle grazing, that he would look up a mountain and he would see something from so, so far away. It would be just a flicker, but it caught his eye. This this little flicker caught his eye, 
and he didn't stop paying attention to it. When you study the scriptures, it tells us that he journeyed up the mountain, keeping his eye on this flicker because he was so enthralled by it. And by the time he came up to the bush, he realized that the bush itself was engulfed in flames. But he didn't take his eyes off the bush because he was fascinated that it wasn't disintegrating. It just kept burning, but the bush itself was completely intact within the flames. That's got to be a miracle, if anything. And it really took him by surprise. And when you get deep into the scriptures, it's interesting because it shows you that when God saw that Moses was paying attention, he didn't take his eyes off of the bush. What started as a little flicker grew into a raging flame before his eyes. That's when God chose to speak out to Moses. That is the moment that we're looking for. Something might be a small flicker, but it turns into a flame. I would think that in Moses' humanity, in that moment, even though he was fearful, he would have felt some relief to make sense of what he had just seen. How is this miracle happening before me? And God speaks out to him. And even though he's scared, there's got to be this sense of, okay, I'm seeing something that's real here and I need to pay attention Maybe you've had a lot to reflect upon in 2020. Maybe it was the greatest year where you were able to achieve a lot of personal goals. And maybe, like me, you feel like you achieved absolutely nothing. And maybe everything that you desired was thrown out and you burned your productivity planner in the flames. If social media was plentiful in anything last year, I felt like it was uh, pictures and posts of people trying to perfect their baking skills of all things. We thought we were low on toilet paper, but I'll tell you, you could not find a jar of yeast on the shelves of any store around here. And the other day, my youngest daughter was in the kitchen baking with me and she wanted to make cookies that she and her sister could, you know, cover in goopy icing and decorate. She had the rolling pin in her hands and she was working out the dough on the counter and I looked at her, and if you know this child of mine, she is completely accident-prone. She's always a mess. But her wit and her charm make up for the amount of laundry that I have to do. But in this particular moment, she had flour everywhere. It was all over the counter. It was all over her face. It was all over the floor. But she was wearing her pajamas. So I walked up to her, and I, I took the sleeves of her shirt, and I rolled them up on her arms and I looked at her and I was like girl you are making a mess and you know my kid looked at me and this is where her wit and her charm come through and she said yeah but I like getting messy then you know you did the work and it really took me a moment to let that sink in and I was just completely enthralled I actually went to my journal and I wrote down her words And I realized that we're all a little different in the way that we approach things. No matter how we live at our days, no matter the problem we try to solve, we're just all a little different. And that's okay. Some of us get messier than others when we're trying to be productive and complete a goal. But honestly, my kid was telling me, I need to like getting messy. I need to like getting it all out breaking it down, 
working it through and then witnessing it being remade into something of beauty, useful to others and perhaps a blessing to some. And if I do that, if that happens, then I'll know that I did the work. I think that we often think of shame as something deeply rooted in personal failure, and it is. But shame comes with many different faces, but one voice, and that voice says, you suck. But grace comes in many different faces with one voice that says, no, you don't. What voice would you rather listen to? I like to think of the epiphanies I experience are God's way of letting me know I see you when I've been paying attention. Some of the most life-changing burning bush moments in my own journey have happened when my prayers have changed from, you know, God change them, change this, change that, to God change me. (laughs) You know, I can tell you from personal experience that those are difficult, sometimes angry, emotionally driven, tear-filled, frustration-laced, exasperated, anxiety-filled prayers. Someone forgot to tell me that living my best life was going to be hard. I came up with that delusion all on my own. Our identity isn't who we are based on a simple math equation. You are the sum of your failures. Life is far too poetic for that. But the life lesson learned, I think the ones that make us fall on our butt and get back up again, the ones that encourage us that the fight is worth it, the ones that give us clarity, the epiphany, the aha moment, those are the ones that shape us into who we are. For me, It's definitely the epiphanies, the burning bush moments that appear in my life when I least expect them. I believe that the greatest struggle we face individually, the hurdle of sin that we come up against over and over again that causes us pain and and anxiety is perhaps the one that will grant us the greatest evidence of God at work in our life. For me, there's a particular boundary that the Holy Spirit has placed around me. I know that it's there, and if I or someone else were to bridge that boundary, it would cause me great anxiety. I can feel it. Uh, My heart races. I, I get a fluttering fight or flight feeling. I have to be aware at all times to guard my heart and protect my soul. Sometimes I can be very naive. I constantly pray for the Lord to create in me a clean heart But because of past sin, I've come to a place where I thank God for the pain. It's taught me the greatest lesson, that God is real. The Spirit is at work and is real. And because I'm in a covenant with Him, He will protect me at all costs to my pride. Hands down, one of the most difficult epiphanies I've had in my life is that I can't outrun God and dance with my sin without it costing me more than I can afford to lose. I think of the epiphanies, the burning bush moments, as the moments I was paying attention. Maybe it was just a flicker, but I noticed it was there, 
the greatest blessings in our lives come from our willingness to get messy. The aftermath is a heart restored and a contented soul. You know, our soul being our mind and our emotions. It's evidence that we were productive and we did the work, but it can only be done one mess at a time. So the bottom line is this. When we notice God, when we are drawn to his presence, when we get messy with him and the quicker it happens, the quicker it'll happen the second time, third and fourth time around. The journey of my faith in action isn't a one and done, and it's not cheap. It can only be done one mess at a time. My brokenness is what has made me who I am. And it's gotten me where I am today, which is still far off from where I want to be, but I know that I'm all the better for it. That is my burning bush moment today. That no matter what, I am all the better for it. Thank you for listening to Life in the Trenches. And until we meet again, remember that we are all in this trench together. <laughs>